Every time. Answer is death. Sounds fanciful. We probably should have slowed our roll. That was such a sweet setup. He was really he's really talking us down the road there. And Daniel, my whole life has been Debbie downering people to death. Talking talking to the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Donkey that we keep kicking that's dead in the corner. We one day need to put it to rest. Not, But that day is not today. I got too many other things going on today. <laughs> Don't try and take Tyler Catalino away from me too, man. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, you're back in the United States. Welcome. Feet, welcome, welcome feet home. Feet on ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I commit a law here, or I commit a crime here, break the law. Uh, I don't get lost in some weird program at Gitmo. Uh, I just go to county jail now. Was, was that something that you were actively concerned about for the last two weeks? I was actively weeks? concerned. The question I kept on asking time and time again was, if I do X, you know, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. what's my punishment? Mm-hmm. Uh, was a was a constant question. You had you have to count the cost, Daniel, before you, really, you do something. You really do. Were you traveling in Singapore by chance? <laughs> because... Yeah, no, I I know what happens. <laughs> death every yeah, time. Answer is death. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, welcome home. Uh, here uh, in America, we were just working. You know, we're just doing yeah. stuff. Just break living regular lives. Um, I was. Taking naps and uh, sitting on beaches and drinking limoncello. So, cool. well, that sounds sounds fanciful. Um, uh, uh, well, the good news, kind of a good news, bad news situation, really, just to bring you up to speed, Clint, in case you weren't um, tracking <laughs> along with us as we no, were Daniel, going. No, Daniel, we said, we that's left. Correct. Yep, that's correct. And we yep. said, uh, mm-hmm. no news is going to happen. The next two weeks is going to be news-free, Daniel. That's right. That's right. We we went ahead and as a favor to you, the people, we pre-recorded some episodes, mm-hmm. put them in the can, and um, they've been coming out like clockwork. This episode is one day late because of some various illnesses, but we don't need to discuss. But um, uh, but we're we're back as we at our appointed time, and what we'd said was um, we would just cover all the news that happened while you were gone. We would cover it all today. And, um, again, kind of good news, bad news here. Uh, mm-hmm. The good okay. news is uh, there was really no news while you were gone. It was really it was really actually fairly quiet. Well, that's, um, that's great. Yeah, I did. I got off the plane. I, I think I texted you. I said, mm-hmm. Daniel, what I miss? And you said. Mm-hmm. Really, really nothing, nothing happening. I mean, you, we talked about the Braves a little bit. Braves have been hot. Red hot. Oh, bravos. Go go Braves. Um, but, you know, other than the Braves, you know, there wasn't a lot to discuss. There's a recruit here, a recruit there, you know, kind of yawn. Sure. Summertime yeah. stuff. Um, and then, uh, Clint, <laughs> and then uh, 
Well, you were back, and yeah. the damn wheels fell off the bus. I don't know what happened. Just yeah. went up into flames in the middle of the road. Somebody took a left when they should have taken a right. And we bypassed the ditch, and we went straight off the cliff. Clint? We did. What What the hell, Clint? We went from, dare I say... Outlook, I don't know. Dare you? Outlook higher than life, thrilling, sky high limit to who the hell's going to catch the damn ball? Just in 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 general, in a, all of the offense, the real rough twenty four hours, yeah, that we went through. Um, listen, <clears throat> if 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 you're a Georgia fan. And you're listening to this. Which we hope you are listening we hope, to this. We hope you are. And you don't know. Um, uh, Jeremiah Holloman, yeah. who was a, an okay football player. He was... That's uh, putting it lightly. Yeah. He was, he was, he was good at the footballing. Um, he's no longer with the team. Is he... Does he have a... He's not in classes. He's not at practice. He's... He's no longer really nowhere he, to be seen. No, not associated with the football program anymore. Uh, and it is for the absolute kind of worst reason imaginable. You know, like it's not like it's not like the Athens PD pulled him no. over for having, you know, a tenth of an ounce of marijuana under the seat somewhere in his car. Is that why he's not on the team, Clint? Is it some sort of nonsense? Bush League reason like that? No, this is actually a reason by which we mock Florida for, dare I say. This is this is the exact situation in which we ridicule backwater jokers. Yeah, is I mean, not... At our doorstep. Not five episodes ago, Clint. We... Correct. We sat here on this very podcast. Right here. Um, and we went to town on yep. the Florida Gators and their clown, Dan Mullen, for running a program that is full of just absolute backward-thinking woman beaters. Uh, that's that's fair to say, Daniel. I think that's a very accurate description. Turns out Turns we out. probably should have slowed our roll. Turns out you want to look at the, want to look at maybe the log in your own eye, before I, I think you look something about that in a book I read once. Um, listen, it's not great. It's not a great look. No. Okay. Um, it's not a great look. And 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 I know. I I, I don't know what your reaction was, Clem, when you first heard this. I I want to acknowledge. This because. I understand that things can be there can be this can be a delicate situation because there there are people likely who are listening to this podcast who maybe have have actual human relationships with uh, with either person that could be involved in this whether it be Jeremiah or the young lady Um, and so we want to be sensitive. And we want to 
say for the record, maybe from the beginning, Clint, it would be good for us to say, like we we're not here to send anybody to hell or to write anybody off as a human being or to say that something is that a person can't rebound from a tragic life circumstance or a tragic set of mistakes. Uh, and so if you you don't need to be personally offended on behalf of the Holloman family. No. Uh, that being said, uh-huh. right, what was your reaction when you heard the news that J.J. Holloman had been kicked off the team following an investigation uh, that came after a uh, a woman came forward claiming and then seemingly validated in her claim that uh, she was assaulted. Um, I thought it was a parody account, Daniel. I thought someone was trying to get me. I thought you were were trying to make light of the fact that I had left a couple days after coming back. We said no news was going to happen. I thought you were just trying to pull one over on me, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Get that little wool over my eyes and say, ha, ha, Clint, funny. Um, that was my reaction because I thought surely this is not in our program. Surely this type of thing and behavior and action, surely we have educated our young men enough. We have gotten the basic tenets of life down in which we can say, please, not please, I'm sorry, let me, let me pull that back. Don't hit women, period. I, I didn't think we needed more educational foundation on that tenet of society. Um, turns out I was wrong, so shame on me. Fool me yeah. once, shame on me. Um, I thought it was a parody account, Daniel, and uh, uh, not not just for the football season. I mean, we'll get to that in a moment, but just I didn't think that that was that was what this team was and what uh, we were about. I thought we weren't we weren't there. It's uh, em- but here we are. It's, emba- here. it's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's embarrassing to be associated with. A, a program where this kind of stuff, and I I get that this is not like this is not necessarily the program, just just as much as you know when when someone at Florida gets arrested, it's not necessarily the program, but but it's embarrassing to be associated yep. because listen to me, world, it's not difficult to not assault women. Not, hey Daniel, not, right now, are you are you assaulting a woman right now? Like currently, right now, you're breathing, you're living. I, I'm watching you on this video. I don't see you doing such a it's thing. Not, it's not. I'm not doing it. It's not a. It's not a thing. That um, it's not difficult to do, Clint. It's just that's the that's the thing about it. And you want to talk about like how long it's been since this woman came out? You know what? I don't. Let's don't. Let's don't need we don't need to get into that. This woman could have come out ten years later and would have been completely justified. If it's true 100%. and it is, if it it's is, true, yes. then then it's true. And it's not difficult. Listen, if you're gonna def- there's a difference between caring about because let me tell you something. If you care about the Holloman family or JJ, 
Do you know what the best thing long term for JJ Holloman is? Is to get not help. to not do this and get away with it, which is what he was about to do, guys. Like that's what and, he was about. And not to... only get away with it, but become one of the top players on one of the top teams in the nation and go on to get incredible acclaim. You and, understand? And that's how you. That's how you entitle people, and they become real deep, like dirtbags. Hundred percent. Like that's how those people are born. And so, if you if you care about JJ Holloman, then you should be happy that this came out, because like I I just tell you unequivocally, this is the best thing that could have happened to him long term as a human person, is for this to come out. And so it's no, it's no, it's not me rooting against him. To, nope. be, to be happy that he's no longer with this team and to say good riddance to you, J.J. Holloman. I don't care how wonderful his mother is or how nice of a person he was to you or is to you. I'm sure all of those things are still true. All those can be true. And you know what else can be true at the same exact time? Yeah. J.J. Holloman needed this to happen, needed to get caught or, or exposed so that he can, he, he is a young man. Let's let's figure this out. Let's get him course correction. Let's get him on his way. Um, and let's not denigrate him to the filthy pile. What he did was filthy. Let's bring him in and say, hey, hey, young buck, you got caught. This is wrong. This is horrible. Uh, and real quick, real quick aside, if you count yourself a UGA fan and you mm-hmm. are pointing out that it took this woman a year to come out, please... Please don't tweet at us or, or comment to us or speak to us. Please leave. I, I Please have leave. no time for you. Please leave. No time. It's not that's not what we're it's not what we're here no. to do. Yeah. Nope. Uh so listen, is it we're gonna we've we've vented. We we said coming on to the show, we're not gonna spend more than ten minutes on like ranting because this is not a a a abuse against women awareness podcast though no maybe it should be uh but this this is a a uga football podcast and so guess what we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about uga football um uh, and so uh we're going to talk about the players that are on the team and begs the question clint it's a question if you don't think kirby smart uh, and James Coley are asking this question, then uh, then you don't know anything about sports. Uh, and so we're going to ask it as well. Uh, what does this do for the wide receiver room at the University of Georgia? It's obviously not good, but I got two questions I want to I want to pose yeah. to you uh, in order to to kind of get our heads around this conversation. The first question is this: There's no doubt. This was one of the few positions on the field where there was no doubt who the dude was in the wide receiver room. This was this was JJ Halliman's room. Pack leader. He was the he was the dude. Okay? Yeah. So now he was the dude as much as Jake Fromm was the dude in the quarterback room. Yeah. Uh, so now I, I ask you, Clint. You look at the wide receivers on UGA's roster coming into the 2019 season. Who is the dude in that room? Uh, so normally how I would define the dude is 
is the is one go, who abides. Correct? <laughs> the dude abides. The, the dude abides. Whoever whoever does the most abiding. Which that, by the way, how that is the dude. <laughs> How, how classic was that? Uh, Super Bowl commercials are stupid, but the one that I did see because it replayed was that Dosa Geese commercial with the dude coming in and ordering a beer instead of the white Russian. That was yes. that was a good one. Um, here's when I think of the dude in the room. When I think of somebody who is going to be looked at, it's it's the guy that when crunch time happens, when everybody else in the huddle is wetting themselves because they don't know what to do. This okay. guy is steadying the force, riding the ship and saying, hey, knock it off. We got this. We're fine. Okay. Is, is collected, uh, has the skill to go up against their best to say, I will not be outmatched. Um, I will not be shut down. Right? Now, we don't have that anymore. Okay? okay. <laughs> Great. Just let me, let me get this out in take the another, open. Take another right drink. Now. Take another drink. Podcast hey, listeners, uh, podcast. So, if you were, if you were thinking, look, that was if such you a came, sweet setup. He was really, he was really talking us down the road there, and and really getting all the good feels going. And like, man, he's going to come around the corner, and he's going to hit us with a name here. And all of a sudden, we're going to feel a lot better with ourselves because look, we're going to have this guy still in the locker Daniel, room. My whole life has been Debbie Downering people to death. Okay, that's what I bring to the table. Um. Look, we're, this podcast is all about heavy doses of reality. Uh, we don't have that guy in the wide receiver film room anymore, people. Uh, but the next best thing we have, this is our dude who we have. And actually, um, this is a dude who's under the radar for a lot of, of the season to me so far. And that's Simmons. Uh, that's, that's our boy Simmons. And this is why. This that, is why. Wow. Hear me out. Hear me out. Wowzers, that is he, not the name. Tyler it's not, I know. with Tyler Simmons. We don't have the dude. The dude is gone. Okay. He really People, tied the room together, man. I, here's 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 why Tyler Simmons is the dude in in this new environment. Okay? Here's okay. why. He's been around the program. He can put on a block. He's not gonna have mental lapses. He's going to be a stable, steadying force. Today, you ask me today who that dude in the room is. Not at the end of the year. I have another name that at the end of the year could be the dude, the alpha, mm-hmm. the pack leader. I but, only want one name. I only ask you for one name. Well, it's it's Tyler Simmons because it's the most stable of them all. There, we don't have an alpha. The alpha is dead. Okay? The alpha is, is Fromm and Swift and, and Kirby. Those are the alphas. We don't got that in the wide receiver core. No. Well, that makes me want to vomit. It, uh, you and me both. Let me... I was ready, Clint. I was ready for you to come out and say, my man, your man, Jorge Pickens. Jorge. Okay, I, I was know. ready. Yeah, I was end ready. End of the year. That's end of the year. End of the year. Jorge could be the alpha and say Jorge Pickens. No, nope. but you you went and said Tyler, freaking Simmons. Who 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 do you say is gonna be the top dog in that film room? Listen, here's the here's the here's the questionable part because 
I was talking to my, my buddy uh, shortly after this, this whole news went down. Daniel, you could just say you're talking to yourself. We don't believe I'm you talking, have friends. I'm t- talking, talking to the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. <laughs> no message could have been any clearer. He said, if you want to make the world a better place, don't effing hit a woman, you idiot. That's what he said. That's a, that's a pretty okay. clear okay. message. Message couldn't have been any clearer. Uh, listen, I was talking to my buddy, and I was I was really getting myself going. I was getting myself in a good lather. Okay. Um, sometimes before I I crawl into the abyss, into the corner, into yeah. the dark place. Sometimes <laughs> I like to get myself really high on the mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? I like to see what it looks like from the top, just so I can crumble it all to pieces. That's by the way, that's that's masochism. This is this is good. This and is here's, a, any and, any psychologist out there, please let us know what. And here's what I said to myself, Clint. Okay, do you, you want to know what self. I said? I said, self, let me take you back. It's not very oh. far in the past, but let me take you back in time. Let's go in the way okay. back machine to a little year that I like to call 2017. Okay. okay. 2017, the world was bright. Uh, a young burgeoning man named Kirby Smart was was just starting to sow his his oats, and mm. uh, uh, by and the way, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know if sowing his oats was what you meant, what meant to say there, but I don't know. Let's sometimes you get going, Clint. You just can't. So don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me in my when, I, when I'm trying to when I'm trying to make a point. I'm gonna take you to the Alabama. I'm going to take you to the Alabama depth chart, uh-huh. Clint, and I'm going to read you some names, okay? Maybe, you know, you've, so, uh-huh. maybe you've heard of these names. First name, Jerry Judy. You ever heard of him? Uh, I do, Daniel. Yep. I, Hen- I know who that is. Um, Henry Ruggs III. Yeah, I know uh, him too. He sounds familiar. You gonna go one more for me? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go one more for you. I'm gonna go one more for you. I just lost my I just lost my page and I can't remember that little squirty guy's name. Devontae Smith. Is that his oh. name? Is that his name? Yeah, that's that's what 2017. Yeah. It's Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um Do you know what year in school all the all those boys were? Clint? I believe I believe uh a freshman. They were all they were all true freshmen. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, let me let me read you some numbers, Clint. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me read you some receiving numbers. Uh, two hundred sixty-four yards, uh-huh. averaging averaging nineteen yards a catch. Is that okay. good? Is that any good? Okay. What's so, what's a first down? Is a first you, down more or less than that? Seems like this this fella could have been thrown to a bit more this year. I'm just I'm not an offensive coordinator. FAU is not calling to make me their head coach, but I'm just saying it seems like he could have thrown to this this tall drink of water a little bit more. Okay, that okay. was Jerry Judy's numbers. Okay, yes, what about twelve catches for two twenty nine for nineteen point one yards a catch and six house calls? I'm sorry, so you're telling me this man has half of his receptions 
were for six points. Correct. 36 okay. points in in 12 catches. He made 36 points. That's cool. That's cool. That was Henry Ruggs' stats. Okay. Um, uh, now, Daniel, while we're on the subject, can I introduce yeah. a third name to you that fits the same category, but it goes it goes to last year? Yeah, introduce me and uh, yeah, bring it. Bring on another name. I'm gonna bring on Mr. Waddle mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna give you some some numbers. He was a four star recruit. He was the 39th nationally ranked player when mm-hmm. he came into Alabama. Those two stats you just gave as true freshmen, those are those are great stats. Yeah. What about 45 receiving yards for 848 and seven tuds? That's is that, pretty good. Is that pretty good? That's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Okay, because I think it fits exactly what you're saying here. These are freshman wide yeah. receivers so look, on an SEC team. This is what I'm telling to my buddy, and I'm trying to and I'm getting myself in a good lather. Okay. Okay. And then that then this is when the this is when the ah. the bus driver takes a left when he should have taken a right. Glenn. Nah, that's a shame. We bypass the ditch and we go straight off the cliff. Because in that year, 2017, Clint, you might be saying to yourself, Alabama must not have thrown the ball very much. Mm. No, they did. Mm-hmm. They threw the ball plenty. Um, do you know who caught them all? Like, and when I say all of them, I mean, I mean 63 of them, like all all of them. Like 63 receptions. 63 receptions for 967 yards, averaging 15 yards a catch. Do you know who that was? That was Calvin Ridley, Clint. 63 receptions. That's Calvin Ridley. Was he he an upperclassman coming back off of a good year? He was a junior. I was ready to say, I was ready to say, listen, we can do this with freshman wide receivers. You know? We can get out there. And we can do this with freshman wide receivers. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I'm afraid. If Jorge Pickens is the dude, I'm afraid it's not good for the <laughs> University of Georgia. I'm afraid that we need somebody else to be the dude. And so I'm going to tell you, the world thinks that I'm going to give you Matt Landers right now. As the dude, that's this is my guy. I think I think you're contractually obligated to say Matt Landers. I have hitched my giddy up to Matt Landers uh, in as many ways as I can. And listen, it ain't going to be Tommy Bush. I'll tell you that. So, uh, listen, I, I love Matt Landers, but I'm going to say that the dude uh-huh. on this Georgia wide receiving core. Is going to be the one-hit wonder, Lawrence Cager, Clint. That's who I'm gonna say is going to come into this program and take over. The man is a graduate student. The yeah. man has had a full career, full of catches. He's got plenty of catches. He's got plenty of touchdowns. This is not like this is a guy that rode the pine at Miami and is now coming for one year of eligibility. It's not like this guy played at Delaware or wherever the oh, heck. Gosh, hey, Tyler he, Catalina transfer. By the way, from. we need to one day we need to put Tyler Catalina that donkey that we keep kicking that's dead in the corner. We one day need to put it to rest. Not, but that day is not today. Not today. Not, I got too many other things going on today, Clint. 
Don't try and take Tyler Catalina away from me, too, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, man. Uh, it's it's going to be Lawrence Cager. This guy is going to come in. Okay. He's got the measurables. He's 6'5", he 220. He's a big dude. He knows how to go out there and and catch and, and play the outside receiver position. Yep. He's going to have to come in and learn the offense, and it's going to take Jorge Pickens a minute for all of his amazing physical gifting to catch up with his brain a little bit. Uh, and so there's going to need to be a stabilizing force, and I honestly believe that there's only three possible options that it could be, and neither, none of them are Tyler Simmons. I think it's either Lawrence Cager, Demetrius Robertson, or Matt Landers. I think if you're going to say somebody else on this team is the dude, then we have a real problem. I, we have a real We have a real Daniel, we problem. have a real problem. No, I agree. We have a giant, huge asteroid field problem. Because if trying to Jorge Pickens or Dominic Blaylock or... Uh, or Kiaris Jackson, or whoever else you want to throw in there, Micaiah Tongue, or wh- whoever you want to say, if one of those guys is going to yeah. be the dude, then it's a it's it's real. It's we're going to need to run the ball fifty times a game to win. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's not good. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Daniel, let me. Uh, I'm going to continue. You you brought up Judy Riggs. I brought up Waddle. Let me uh, introduce you to some more highly touted four or five star wide receivers that were freshmen. You listed the statistics for the Alabama. I gave you Waddle in there. Let me give you Justin Ross. I'm going to go Clemson now. If we're talking freshman wide receivers that can come in and play, let me give okay. you Clemson. Okay. Justin Ross, 46 receptions, 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns as a freshman, Daniel. Okay. Okay. Did he lead the team? That's that's my question. Uh, I did not deep dive like that to okay. team leader in that. So you can look at uh, Clemson, Justin Ross, when he was a freshman. Um, if he led, my guess is yes. I would did. guess yes too. Because a thousand yards. If there's a, somebody else on Clemson that has over a thousand yards receiving as well that same year, good golly! Like, I mean, would you doubt word. it? I, I wouldn't, no. I really wouldn't. Um, so that's Justin Ross, highly tatted recruit coming in, freshman, playing at a high level. T. Higgins, his freshman year, 17 reception, 345 yards, and two touchdowns. And then okay. Darian, Darian Kendrick, 15 receptions, 210 yards. Okay, those are their freshman years. He... He did lead the team, but it was only by like fifty yards. So there was another. There was another player that no. also had basically a thousand okay. yards. Okay. So right, right. In so there. he was He's a not... he was a one A one B type of guy. Yeah. He, would, he wasn't necessarily the dude on that team, but he was a he was a dude on that team. I'll we don't have one A one B. Okay, we we're gonna need a one. We don't we don't get two of these. Guys. This is this is kind of my point. Is that like yeah. You, to be the dude, you can't just have a great year, but like you have to be the head and shoulders above. Because I think we agree, George is not going to have two thousand yard receivers, correct? I don't think like they weren't going to have two thousand yard receivers a week ago. Regardless, yeah, We're, right. JJ Holloman was not going to have a thousand yard receiving. Like, no. no way. 
So we to for Georgia to be the dude, we need you to be kind of head and shoulders above. Uh, those those six names: Judy Riggs, Waddle, Ross, Higgins, Kendrick. Those six starting as freshmen on high-powered teams. Okay. Average of all of those, twenty-five re- receptions, roughly four touchdowns, four point three touchdowns. 482 yards. That's the average of all the highly touted freshmen coming in playing year one. And and that's with the outlier Ross, 1,000, and Waddle, 848. Uh, if I get 25 receptions, four touchdowns, and 480 yards from our, from Blaylock and Jorge. Oh, if you get great. it from both of them, that's, that's what amazing. That's what I mean. If you that's get amazing. it from one of them, that's probably good. So... To your point, our freshmen can't, like, it's going, that's going to be tough sledding to be the alpha right away. Uh, Cager's a good choice. It's, I went the safe. I just went Simmons, somebody who's just stabilizing. Uh, but, Daniel, since now there there's receptions to go around, I mean, who won some? We are auctioning them off. They are uh, up for grabs. They're up for grabs. Give me a name that's under the radar right now. That with this newly found um, opportunity list, what's a name that we're not talking about that we will be talking about at the end of the year? Willie Erdman. Just joking. Love it's it. Not, you. Not, no one had that one. Nope, they did not. Still don't. They, <laughs> they still... You said the name and they said, who? who? What? 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 Um, a name that we will not be that we're not talking about an under the radar guy, correct to come in in light of this news, correct. Whose stock is pointing up now? No, nobody's happy to see this thing happen. But since it has happened, whose stock is pointing up? And we're we'll be talking about them because they took the most of the opportunity. I think it's a. I think there's a few names I could go with here. Okay. But I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you in a different direction. So, you ready? You ready? You ready to go? You're taking me for a trip. I'm, I'm taking you for a little trip. Buckle in. Uh, I believe the name who's going to under the radar provide some of what we need desperately in light of this new development uh-huh. is none other than the name Charlie Warner. That's who I believe is the under-the-radar guy who's going to provide some I of depressed the... you with Tyler Simmons. You just no. depressed me with Charlie Warner. No, listen, Warner. this is not a depressing thing. Listen, this is, this is... What did we just say, Clint? What's happening in the wide receiver room? Is there... Is there a clear leader? Now, let me ask no. you this, Clint. Is there a clear leader in the tight end room? Like, is yes. there a clear alpha in the tight end room? I'm not saying he's the most physically gifted five-star player, but there's a clear number one yes. in the tight end room. Okay. Now, he's out there. He's got the snaps. He knows the playbook. He's got the athleticism. He can he can. Sp- flex out or he can play in he can play kind of both 
tight end positions in tight or flexed out. He's done plenty of both in his career. You could put him out wide. He's been out wide in that sort of in that same little spot. Wasn't that J- uh, wasn't J. J. Charlie was a, a receiver when he originally came in? No, he's always been a tight end. But, it, but okay. early in his career, when we had a bunch of tight ends, we would stick him out there in like a three two yeah. tight end package, and we but we put him way out wide. Okay. Uh, right. And so I think you're going to see him more wide this year than you than we would have previously. And I think you got a guy like Eli Wolf coming in, who can play yep. on the line of scrimmage, right? In case guys like Fitzpatrick or Good or Seether aren't ready to step in, which they likely they are aren't not. ready. Uh, and so you got a guy like Eli Wolf who can come in and play more traditional tight end position, which gives Charlie Warner six five two forty five. Do those numbers sound reasonably familiar to the kind of guy that you want out there on the edge? Uh, is he athletic enough to run and jump and catch a ball? Yeah, he is. I like, give me more Charlie Warner in this offense, Clint. How is that a bad thing? Daniel, I'm, uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Uh, Charlie Warner was a four-star 25th in the nation ranked wide receiver when he came into UGA. 24-7 sports. Come on. 6'5", 230. I'm... I'm looking right here, Daniel. I'm not I'm not making things up. Nationally ranked 138, wide receiver 25th, 16th player in Georgia. Had talk a rating amongst, of talk amongst yourselves. Well, had a rating of 9386 coming in 24 sports composite. Uh regardless, Daniel, what I'm what I'm saying is I get your point. I get the point that this guy came in with receiving skills already. This was one of his skill sets coming in that he was known for. And he's been there. He's a senior. Uh, He's going to be able to bring that steadying force uh, whose stock may be bumping up quite a bit because of that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Who you got as your under-the-radar guy that needs to step in? Well, I think the the only uh, I could I could think of maybe um, running backs. I could think of James flexing out a little bit, catching some more uh, pop passes out of the backfield. Uh, but to me, the the name that instantly came to mind, um, since we don't have the alpha on the outside, was going to have to be somebody who's going to be picking up the sl- the slack over the middle. I didn't go with Charlie uh, because, quite frankly, I didn't think he had the skill set. To do so, maybe I'm dead wrong, uh, but that's that's Kyrus Jackson. Uh, mm. I think I think he's gonna have to be a name that we know about. We heard a lot of buzz about him last year. I don't know if you remember coming out of spring ball, yep. Daniel. Oh, we I heard we I'm heard big, that name. I'm a big Kyrus Jackson fan. You are. I think you I'm were actually fan. the one uh, whose whose noise I was hearing the most of. Actually, I'm not even talking about beat writers. I'm talking coming out of spring ball. It was just Daniel. Just me. Jibber jabbering. That's right. Um, I think it's him. I think he has to step up. I think he's going to be somebody that uh, we're excited. He's electric um, with speed. Uh, I hope Kyrus Jackson is somebody who's who's going to show up in light of this and catch some balls over the middle, uh, take the lid off the the uh, defense when we need him to as well. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, to see what happens. Uh, this is definitely a blow. This is a huge blow. Football team. Um, but, huge blow. But here we are. You know, it's June. We're moving forward. We're on to Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? We're on We're to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh my God! Walk into that door. You walk into that door. Oh my God! Let's go. Uh, did you Did you find out? Did you research the same thing I did about your boy Charlie there? Yeah, I could. I couldn't get to it. Couldn't get to the information. It was locked up in some sort of a vault somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have access to the database from 2015. Right. I mean, what kind of country we're living in, where? <laughs> Google machine just failing you. Yes, I can't even can't even get into it. Listen, we got uh, a hey couple, Daniel. Other we got a couple yeah, minutes other news. A couple minutes left. Um, the, the, NBA the NBA draft, draft happened. Yeah, the NBA draft happened. We would be remiss yeah. if we didn't talk about. It. Listen, you and I texted the day before the NBA draft. You know what we said to each other, Clint? We said the NBA draft's about to happen, and your boy Nick Claxton going to be in the green room. He's in New York or you wherever bo- it was. Yeah, I was in New York, Brooklyn. Uh, and your boy, Nick Claxton. So we said, you know what? You better go ahead and call up executive producer, intern Michael. Have him get the formal apology music ready. You better yeah. have him go ahead and cue it up because you and I are both on record saying Nick Claxton made a foolish decision. Correct. Clearly, he's been invited to New York City to sit in the green room. Clearly, this man is going to be a first-round pick. So we said, you better just go ahead and get the formal apology music ready, and let's cue that music right Oh wait! Oh, wait. wait, oh, wait. wait. No, oh. wait. No, wait. There's no music coming. Uh, no apology is we've, needed. We've Daniel and I were right, actually. Reneged. We've reneged on our formal apology uh, music. Because, listen... Is Nick Claxton going to sign a contract that's probably he is he probably gonna get a couple years guaranteed? If you look yeah. at history, he probably will. Last year, uh the thirty fifth pick in the uh NBA draft uh signed a contract for uh $4 million over three years with the first two years fully guaranteed. That's the 35th pick. That's what Nick Claxton was. Okay? And so a lot of picks in, in last year's draft, second round pick, early second round picks got guaranteed money on their contract. Yeah. But, Clint, let's say, let's say your boy came back for one more year at UGA. Gosh. Just name a number. Be reasonable. Where do you okay. think he could have gone in the first round? I don't want to skew this, and so I'm going to let you name a number. He went 35th this year. He comes back. He has a good year. He plays with Anthony Edwards, who's going to be the number two overall pick in the draft. Uh, where does where does Nick Claxton go after taking his team to the Sweet 16? I think I saw a stat that no – wait, was what was it? No, that's not, that's. I, I thought the stat was no player drafted beyond the seventeenth pick in the past decade has has gone on to win the um, MVP for the year. Um, I, I think that was the stat I heard on, on that. So I'm I'm gonna say 
uh, Nick Claxton would firmly be entrenched somewhere between picks 20. I'd say 20, 18, 19, 20, Nick Claxton could have gone in that range of next year's draft. Let's let's put him right in that range. Let's put him at 19. 19 in his first three years in the league instead of making $4.1 million. If he goes 19 next year, he is making $5.9 million. So listen, is Nick Claxton going to get paid? Yes, he is. He will. Does be paid he have something. the opp- Does he have every opportunity to go out and earn himself more money after that? Yes, he does. But did Nick Claxton make a wise decision to come out early? No. I mean, no, no, he didn't. But that's okay. Georgia got a player drafted. I wish it had been a first-round pick. It would be nice next year to be saying that we had back-to-back first-round picks. That would be nice. Oh gosh, that'd be nice on the. Re- that's the recruiting brochure. That's beautiful on it. That's that's nice. But we had ni- back-to-back top thirty-five picks, which is not doesn't have as nice of a ring. <laughs> that loses its luster, Daniel. It does it does lose it? We'll probably just stick with like number two overall, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I think that sounds a lot better. Also, you heard of the skinny guy too, but it's fine. If you haven't, it's no big deal. It was Anthony Edwards is who we had. Um, that was not the UGA news from the NBA draft, though, Clint. Did you no. watch the NBA draft? Yeah. Did you watch? Let me tell well, you. Well, the- I, I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights of it by somebody else. Do you know what the UGA, the top story concerning the University of Georgia was coming out of the NBA draft? What's that, Daniel? Let me tell you what it was. Maria freaking Taylor owns ESPN. Listen to ESPN. I promise you this. I promise you. If you ever let this woman go, you've just... They will because they're stupid. You've just flushed the only remaining shred of credibility that you ever had down the toilet. Just write her a blank check and let her do whatever she wants with it. I give not, you a ch- I give you a booth matchup, Daniel. I put any name in there. I say, hey, who do you want calling the game? I say any name or Maria Taylor, and you say Maria Taylor. Like just every time you say Maria Taylor, Maria Taylor. She's she is golden. We're not going to microphone. Do, we're not going to do a power rankings of like female sports reporters, but she's at the top. Because there is no power ranking. It says Maria Taylor, and then everybody else runs away into the shadows. It's Listen, she's gold. She's gold. She talks about college football. She talks about college basketball. You put her in the freaking NBA draft, she's gold. She's freaking gold. Like, I don't... She stole the show at the draft. Like, she was the highlight of the draft. She did real... She did great interviews... Uh, she's she's freaking fantastic. That was the story. Poor Nick Claxton sitting in the green room, just no. waiting to be interviewed by Maria. I think uh. Maria had gone home for the night. By she the time did. she just, <laughs> she said, "I've been on my feet nineteen hours, fellas. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take five. <laughs> uh, uh, Maria is uh, she's she is gold. You're absolutely right about that. All right, look, we're gonna get out of here, Clint. Um, we'll be back. Uh, on Thursday, as per usual. But before we get out of here, I got a quick, I got a quick parting question for you, Clint. 
It's a little. This is a little when bonus. I, this is bonus. By time. the way, when I when I told y'all a couple of episodes ago that Daniel has these little bombs that he holds onto and then he just yeah. darts them over at me, I ain't, I, I ain't lying, y'all. No, this is a good one. I've been sitting okay. on this one pre-production meeting. This one didn't. I didn't feel the need to bring this one up. Okay. Okay. Uh, Clint, imagine this is a real question I'm asking you, and I want your real answer. So you're not you're not trying to be facetious. You're you're gonna set me up, I and want, then I have to answer something. I want Clint's actual answer to this okay. actual question. I'm going to imagine. Do these I'm need? Gonna, do I need the predicting robes out, or can I keep I'm, those no, in the closet? No, you'll okay. be fine. Just go with your gut. Okay. All right. But America needs to know how what you really believe about this question. Okay. okay. Imagine that you're on a flight from Dallas, Texas to Paris, France. Clint. Okay. <laughs> this was the you've, best thing I've read all week. You've just been overseas, so this should this should be easy. This should be relatively easy Guys, for you to imagine. Leg, leg room is important, okay? Okay. You're on a flight from Dallas, Texas to Paris, France. You have a premium seat. Yeah. And then one Cameron R. Newton comes up to you. I do not know Cam Newton's middle name, by the way. I just made that up. I assume Jorge it's ridiculous. I assume it's ridiculous. Yeah. It Cameron, R- Cameron R. Newton comes up to you, wearing God knows what. I was just gonna say, does and, he have a feathered boa? And he's and he says to you, young white sir, I would love, I would love to purchase this seat from you. May I now purchase the seat from you? Clint, America needs to know what is the least amount of money that you would take to say yes to this? Or should I say, this is, this is more so my question, what is the largest sum of money that you yeah. would say no to yeah. in this scenario in real life? Okay, so I have to give you um, this scenario in real life. I I must admit, I hate Cam Newton. Like, I despise Cam Newton with a fiery passion. We appreciate you saying it, but we all were taking that for granted. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we all assumed. I think we're all on the same page here. Yeah. This is a safe place. Talking Dogs um, podcast. I think the look on Cam Newton's face from that camera that recorded him in utter astonishment, you can't put a price tag on that, Daniel. Well, can you, Clint? Because I'm asking for your actual money. He's pulling out wads. He's pulling out wads of hundreds. Okay. I am telling him, Cam Newton, Cam Reginald Newton. Go take a seat, sir. Take back your how much money? The most amount of money you would say no to? I would say no. Gosh, that look on his face was worth... That was worth $10,000. Stop it. This is just... This is no, I would... I know. No I know. one in America uh, I would, is taking you seriously I know, right I know. Now. I know. Um, I would say take... Uh, I, I, would, I would not stop short of... Um, uh, Eighteen, eighteen hundred. 
I would take eighteen hundred from Cam Newton. Eighteen hundred dollars. Here's the things you have to keep in mind. It's a nine hour and fifteen minute flight. I did my research. From Dallas to Paris. Um you pay on average. This wasn't a first class seat. This was a business no, select. Via Delta.com. Yeah. You pay on average four hundred dollars for that extra legroom. Okay. Okay, that's like that's economy plus, or whatever yeah. they're calling it these days. Uh, so you got you'd take four hundred dollars right off the top because I paid right. for this seat. Yeah, this so is my seat regardless. So uh-huh. the first four hundred dollars is just breaking even. Okay. And so yeah, I, my number was going to be one thousand three hundred and ninety nine dollars. If you. Because if I'm not making an even thousand dollars off this transaction, it is worth it to me. It's worth nine hundred ninety-nine dollars to be able to tell the story about how I told Cam Newton take a hike and go dogs uh, when he asked me for my seat. I mean, I mean, people, do do you realize the world we live in? That a starting NFL quarterback, by the way. Couldn't get a private jet on somebody's flight out to to Europe. Okay, first of all, secondly, couldn't even get a first class ticket. Couldn't buy a first class Delta ticket. Couldn't even get the upgraded legroom ticket. Couldn't get. Was this literally? He was at the airport and just thought, I don't know, Paris sounds good. Let's guess hop I'll on go, there. Like, there's two seats available, sir. Do you want one of these? Sure, oh. I'll take it. And he thought to himself, they have a fashion show out there. Maybe I'll just hit the runway. Maybe I'll just walk down in whatever the heck I'm wearing. Clearly. My, my giraffe jeans that I have on. Uh, made from real giraffe. <laughs> made from real, authentic giraffe. Like, And for him to, to just be walking down and to look at dude and do just cold say, I'm good. Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. That was, in, that was, that was the best... Cam Newton's going to get clowned. You know how many people are already making one-line jokes for when they sack him to to spit at him as they're going back to the huddle. The clowning Gosh. that he's going to get for it. Oh, my word. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Couldn't <laughs> happen to a better to... guy. Yes. All right. That's it for us. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll have more to talk about that does not involve University of Georgia players getting no. kicked off the team for being. I, we hope. We hope. For being idiots. Uh, Until then, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you later. See ya. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.